Hey everybody, Dr. Mike Reed from Chiropractic Masters International. Welcome to the special master talk. I have a very good friend of mine, someone I've known in the chiropractic profession for 25 years. And many of you know this gentleman, it's Dr. Chris Kent. Uh, Chris is a chiropractor, he's also an attorney. So be careful the questions you ask him on this call. He's uh, also a professor and director of Evans Informed Curriculum and Practice at Sherman College. So. Uh, they're very lucky to have such a talent at uh, the Sherman College of Chiropractic. He's also president and founder of the Vertebral Subluxation Research, owner of On Purpose. For those of you who've been listeners for years, it's a, a great collection of the science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic. He's also uh, the recipient of Life University's, yeah, Lifetime Achievement Award. That's right. So, Chris, I want to welcome you to, the, to this master talk. It's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be in communication with you and your clients. And as we were saying before we went live, it's been too long. It has been too long, Chris. And, you know, I was excited to have you on because we really want to talk about, um, you know, where we're at in chiropractic and, and why it's such a great time to be a chiropractor. Um, you know, it's, it's a glorious time, as you had stated uh, for the title of this talk. So, Let's just get into, uh, Chris, you know, why it's such a great time when you see the challenges that medicine's having with the challenges they're having with the vaccine issues, uh, with the cost of healthcare going through the roof, and all the research now um, really sort of validating chiropractic. We've seen it anecdotally in our practices. Now we get to see it scientifically. So I'm going to open it up to you, Chris, and, and really let you entertain our audience on this master talk. Well, great. Um, as you pointed out, there's nowhere you can go today without people talking about the existing healthcare crisis. And the United States, as most of you probably know, spends almost twice as much money on healthcare as the next largest developed country on the list. Yet we're about number 37 in terms of overall performance. And it's reached the point where we're spending about $3.7 trillion per year on so-called health care, which is really disease care. And to make that real for you, you know, if you were to start counting today, one count per second, it would take you 300 centuries to count to a trillion. Wow. So those are the kind of numbers that we're talking about. But what's exciting is that we're seeing the scientific community moving in our direction. And what we have that they don't, for the most part anyway, is a way to operationalize it clinically, to turn the theory into practice. So I've come up with what I call the tick triad, uh, salutogenesis, adaptability, and epigenetics. And the first word, salutogenesis, is kind of strange sounding. And what it means literally is giving birth to health. It comes from salus, meaning health, invincibility, well-being, happiness. What do you say when you toast? Salute. Uh, what do soldiers do? They salute one another. And WHO said this is the process of enabling individuals and communities to increase control over and to improve their health. So if we look at what health is, the World Health Organization defines it as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And that's so affirming what we've always held to be truth in chiropractic, 
they came up with that definition back in 1948, and they're still chasing specific diseases. They still haven't made that real. We have the ability to do so. So if we look at the two worldviews that are out there, there's the pathologic model that's focused on prevention and early detection of disease. And it's all about disease. It's fear-centered. You hear people say, you know, get your blood pressure checked. Why? So you don't die. Get your prostate poked. Why? So you don't die. Get your breasts radiated. Why? So you don't die. You don't hear people say colonoscopy to express your life potential. It's all about preventing something bad from happening. In contrast, the salutogenic model, instead of looking at causes of disease, looks at causes of health. And it's all about maximizing the expression of innate potential through a lifetime active empowerment strategy where the chiropractor becomes a partner with the practice member and the goals are set by the individual. The idea is not to get you to your pre-injury state. It's not to get rid of your pain. It's not to get rid of your disease. It's to find ways to allow your body to become all that it can be. And I find that a very exciting idea. And it came from a medical sociologist named uh, Antonovsky. And he said that what we need as human beings is a sense of coherence. We have to have confidence that life is something that we can comprehend, that it's structured, predictable, and explicable, that we're not victims. Manageability is another characteristic of coherence meaning that resources are available to meet the demands posed by both internal and external stimuli. And finally, that life has meaning, that these various demands that we have placed upon us, these challenges, are indeed worthy of investment and engagement. And what they found was that there are three common factors in people who enjoy health. The person believes that they're able to influence the course of events, that they're in control. There's a commitment involving a curiosity and sense of meaningfulness in life. And people are ready to accept a challenge. The individual's expectation that it's normal and beneficial for life to change. You know, Mike, so many people today talk about stress as a negative thing. If only I could eliminate stress from my life, minimize stress, manage stress. In reality, it's stress that differentiates the living from the non-living. Right. Non-living things are governed by universal intelligence. They don't have the ability to adapt. Um, difference between you and the chair you're sitting on is that you can adapt to the dynamics of the environment. The chair can't. And Hans Selye who pioneered the concept of stress, came up with a very elegant construct. He said, you know, stress can be divided into two categories. There's distress, and he hyphenated it the same way the Palmers hyphenate dis-ease, D-I-S hyphen stress, and eustress, E-U hyphen stress, as in euphoria. And he said distress is the negative stuff. And subsequent research has shown that if you perceive an event in your life as a threat, you'll go into a distress mode. 
fight, flight, freeze. This is what people mean for the most part when they talk about stress. But the other part of stress is the good stuff. That's you stress. You know, why do people jump out of perfectly functional airplanes to get the rush of a parachute event? Why do people eat stuff that burns on the way out as well as on the way in? Why do they go to movies that they know that are likely to make them cry? It's because they want to expand the scope of the human experience. And if your body, if your mind perceives an event as an opportunity rather than a threat, it goes into an entirely different physiological mode. And that physiologic mode, research has shown, can actually influence which genes are turned off, which genes are turned on, and those things can be expressed in future generations. It's really exciting stuff. So when we start to look at causes of health and whether we perceive events as challenges or threats, the world changes. Sweet. You know, I just saw a great quote by Stephen Hawking's and it was yes. news and he talked about intelligence is the ability of the of of uh, sorry health is the ability of intelligence to adapt and I, I thought you know that's a chiropractic quote and it certainly it, is he took it right out of uh, BJ's book and I thought that was yes cool. well here here's another example you know BJ and Didi talked about tone particularly Didi in his book he wrote life is the expression of tone tone is normal degree of nerve tension it's expressed in functions by elasticity, activity, strength, and excitability as observed in a state of health. The cause of disease is any variation in tone. And that brings us to adaptability. And what are scientists saying about it? They're saying that adaptability determines the scope of the human experience. We can either avoid challenges and narrow the scope of our experience, or can we we can remove barriers that limit the expression of our potential, such as vertebral subluxation. If the stress load you're subjected to is this big and your adaptive capacity is this big, you got two options. You can either shrink the scope of your experience to fit into your compromised adaptive capacity, or you can expand that capacity by removing the interference caused by vertebral subluxation so that you can experience more of life and what it has to offer. And Stevenson talked about this um, in 1927, how adaptability was the third sign of life. And we need to understand, say scientists in the journal Gene, Brain, and Behavior, how neuronal activity-dependent adaptation mechanisms integrate genetic, epigenetic, and experience-dependent signals in order to explain individual variations in behavior and cognitive performance. And if we look at the timeline of adaptability, the intelligence of the body has done some amazing stuff. For fast adaptation, touch the hot stove, your body wants that thing to get off of it so there's no damage. We've got the neural response, very fast. As we continue to experience life, our nervous system rewires itself, both functionally and anatomically, through the process of neuroplasticity. And to get us through 
changes that may involve multiple generations, we have epigenetics, which turns genes on and off. And the very other end of the timeline, the longest is, is natural selection, which takes a long time. So the intelligence of the body has endowed the human organism with the ability to adapt and to share that adaptive capacity um, with our offspring and potentially several generations. The exciting thing about this is that we're no longer slaves to the genetic legacy that we inherited from our parents. The decisions that we make and the actions that we take today not only change our life trajectory, but that of future generations. And, and you know, that's, that's huge because when you look at, and, and of course, I remember this goes back years ago, something you said very poignant about how future generations will look at us and how we've really screwed up the genetic of the genome with all the vaccines and the messenger RNA. And I mean, that came from one of your on purpose tapes years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how there's such this contradiction with what medicine's doing and affecting um, the life potential and the and the genetic expression for future generations. I, do you remember talking about that? That had to be 10, 15 years ago. Oh, sure. Absolutely. We were talking about neuroplasticity and epigenetics long ago. Uh, I had the privilege of interviewing Bruce Lipton. Yeah. Um, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 years ago. It was a long time ago. And he was just starting to um, share his insights concerning epigenetics with the chiropractic profession. And he came up with a line that, as I like to say, kind of hit me like a kettle prod in the gonads. He said, a cell cannot be in growth and defense at the same time. And I thought to myself, if that's true, then that means that a person can't be in growth and defense at the same time. A family can't be in growth and defense at the same time. A profession can't be in growth and defense at the same time. And that's why for chiropractic to realize its potential, we got to get out of defense and into growth. I agree. I agree. So can we measure adaptability? Yeah, there are a number of ways we can do it. One is a technology called heart rate variability, which uh, reminds me of an argument I got into with a so-called researcher at a chiropractic college. And he said, you know, you chiropractors have it all wrong. The nervous system isn't the supreme master and director of all bodily function. He said, I can remove a beating heart from an animal, even from a human being. And as long as it has oxygen and and nutrients, it will beat for a long time outside that body without any connection to the nervous system. And my response was, you know, that's true, but let's continue this thought experiment. If the person you removed that heart from started to run, Would the heart in the jar with no connection to the nervous system start beating faster in response to increased demand? And he just stopped for a moment and walked away. So it's important to realize that it's adaptability that really defines the experience. And heart rate variability looks at exactly what we talked about. And heart rate variability is decreased in all types of mortality risk. Um, There's increased risk of arrhythmic events. Depressed patients with coronary artery disease have decreased heart rate variability. Obese people have decreased heart rate variability. 
older people tend to have a blunted autonomic response and decreased HRV, although it can be apparently counteracted with exercise. And uh, as we're going to see, heart rate variability improves with chiropractic care. Heart rate variability is also associated with cognition, with memory. Um, and here's what's really exciting, cancer prognosis. Wow. Listen to this. Previous studies have shown that autonomic dysfunction is associated with shorter survival in patients with advanced cancer. We examined the association between heart rate variability, a measure of autonomic function, and survival in a large cohort of patients with cancer. The presence of cancer in combination with decreased heart rate variability is associated with shorter survival time. How this is in the Journal of Clinical Neurophysiology. Wow. And if you think that that's exciting. That is. Look at this. What improves HRV? Basically stuff that's good for you. Tai Chi, yoga, meditation, and, ta-da, chiropractic care. John Zahn, uh, an MD, PhD, who was formerly director of research at Sherman, looked at 96 practices, 625 patients, and he did single visit pre-post study. He was able to follow 132 of those patients for four weeks. And what he reported was that chiropractic care was associated with a shift to a healthy autonomic nervous system balance. So one of the exciting challenges we're faced with in chiropractic, and again, is it a threat or is it an opportunity? Show us the goods. You say you're not diagnosing and treating diseases. You're dealing with adaptability. You're dealing with the range of the human experience. Show us how you can do that. We have the technology to do it. And it'd be interesting to see. starting to happen. Somebody do a longitudinal study on looking at an increased HRV with yes. increase in cancer over years. That would be interesting to see. And we've known that that chiropractic patients are generally healthier um, than the average population. But that would yes. be a fascinating study to do. Yeah, you know, Zhang paved the way when he said decreased heart rate and increased HRV was associated with a shift to a healthy autonomic nervous system balance. And uh, as you said, if we could do a longitudinal study, because as I've said, it's not merely introducing a force into the spine, it's keeping the patient free from nerve interference uh, as long as possible. So if we can look at the effect of subluxation correction on long-term HRV change, uh, that's very exciting stuff. Then we have epigenetics, and as I said, there's Bruce. A cell cannot be in growth and defense at the same time. There's Watson and Crick saying genes are everything, but time is saying DNA is not your destiny. Epigenetics show how the choices you make can affect your genetic expression and how not only can genetic expression be affected, but we have some very preliminary data to suggest that our ability to repair DNA and deal with oxidative stress may be associated with long-term chiropractic care. And here's the paper. We looked at serum thiol levels in patients under long-term care, 18 months or more, 
people under short-term care, less than that, people who tended to go away when the pain did, people who were age, gender, and lifestyle match controls with no identifiable clinical conditions, and the chronically ill. And what we found was actually reported in medical news today. We had our 15 minutes of fame. They said, there's a growing body of evidence that wellness care provided by doctors of chiropractic may reduce healthcare costs, improve health behaviors, and enhance patient perceived quality of life. Until recently, however, little was known about how chiropractic adjustments affected the chemistry of biological processes on a cellular level. In a landmark study published in the Journal of Vertebral Subluxation Research, chiropractors collaborating with researchers at the University of Lund found that chiropractic care could influence basic physiological processes affecting oxidative stress and DNA repair. These findings offer a scientific explanation for the positive health benefits reported by patients receiving chiropractic care. Yeah, that's, that's the glutathione transferase. Is that correct, Chris? The yeah. Is glutathione yeah. transferase, which is actually, I believe, um, um, elevated in with a chiropractic adjustment. Well, we looked, at, we looked at serum thiols, which are a surrogate indicator for that. You probably remember the old Renaissance experiments with Ron Perot, mm-hmm. and he was looking at, at enzymes. Uh, specifically, he was looking at PARP. Um, and the cool thing was, um, when we contacted him and said, you know, you never published those old Renaissance papers, uh, how about we do a new study and we get it published? He said, okay. And he was game. So, uh, that's what gave birth to that. But if we kind of tie this together, uh, Bruce Lipton wrote, it's now recognized that our environment and more specifically our perception and interpretation of the environment directly controls the activity of our genes. Environment controls gene activity through a process known as epigenetic control. So what do you need to correctly perceive your environment? A nervous system that's free from interference. You know, when I was considering chiropractic as a career, I asked my first chiropractor what it is that chiropractors do. And what he said was truly life-changing on many levels. He said, chiropractic is based on four simple ideas. The body is a self-healing mechanism. Cut your finger, it heals. Cut the finger of a corpse, it doesn't. It's life that heals. He said, second, the nervous system is the master system of the body. Every dimension of the human experience is processed through the nervous system. Every action, every reaction, Every thought, every feeling, every motion, every emotion is processed through the nervous system. And third, and it gave me goosebumps then and it still does now, he said when there's interference with the function of the nervous system, not only can it compromise your physical well-being, but because it alters your perception of the world and compromises your ability to respond to the world, it can have psycho-emotional consequences too. And when that happens to a significant number of people in a society, you have a sick society. And lastly, he said, what I do as a chiropractor is locate and correct the cause of that interference. The four self-evident truths of chiropractic. I finished every doctor's report with that one slide. Fantastic. Love it. So... 
Let's open it up to questions. I see we're almost out of time, and, and I want to give our listeners an opportunity to uh, to talk a little bit instead of just having me talk. Uh, so if anyone has a question out there, um, just uh, all you have to do is just raise your hand, and I'll see it on the chat box here, and I'll open it up. Um, Chris, if they want to get hold of you, um, you know, for years I was a listener of the On Purpose tapes, and um, I'd love to get that onto my library so doctors can connect directly uh, with you. If they want to get connected with you, Chris, um, to, you know, follow you, to uh, get your on-purpose tapes, what's the website or the URL they need to go to? CairoOnPurpose.com. Very simple. CairoOnPurpose.com. CairoOnPurpose.com. And that will take you to our website. Um, for those not familiar with it, and I know you're an old timer because you're talking about tapes. Yeah. Uh, we never had wax cylinders, but when we started, we had cassettes. And when they stopped making cassettes, um, we transitioned to CDs as quickly as we could. And we still have a CD product, but what's becoming even more popular um, is our streaming thing, which you can get you know, on any handheld device. We have an app. Uh, you can also download it uh, in the MP3 format. Uh, so there are lots of ways that you can get it. But basically, we have three programs a month. The first deals with the latest research that's out there that's essential for your understanding as a chiropractor and that really gives you a position of authority in your community. Um, you're the one who keeps up. You don't pull out a, a circa uh, 1980 patient education VHS with some guy in a leisure suit with a disco ball, um, you know, waving a palpation stick at someone. Um, you know, you're, you're in tune with the latest stuff. Uh, the second is chiropractic politics. And a lot of people say, well, you know, ch chiropractic politics, that's dirty, nasty stuff. And I'll tell you, it is. But it's also necessary for your survival that you understand what's going on. You know, back um, in, in, in the era, the BC era, uh, at, not British Columbia, for Christ, um, there was a guy named Pericles. And Pericles was a wealthy, uh, eloquent man, looked upon in high esteem by all his colleagues. Um, and he didn't like politics either. And then he had an epiphany, and I'll just share with you what he had to say. Just because you don't take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. And our ability to practice as chiropractors is a very fragile thing that we have to watch carefully. Is it a challenge or is it a threat? I'd prefer to look at it as a challenge. But if you ignore the challenge, it can become a threat. I agree the with you. The third program deals with philosophy. And that usually involves a guest. Um, and we just have a conversation as you and I are here. So uh, the listener is kind of a, a fly on the wall uh, when we have our interview. And these are um, indexed. Uh, the cool thing is... Uh, a lot of people like to listen to it on their way to and from the office on the CDs. Now we have people that are uh, of the younger generation, you know, I'm dating myself, that like the fact that we've broken it up into bite-sized chunks of just a few minutes. So you can look at all the science topics on your, on your phone. You can say, gee, that one looks interesting. Hit the button, listen to it for a minute and a half, and then go back to whatever you're doing. So uh, we've tried to make it... Um, available regardless of how you choose to consume it. 
I think that's great. I used to be a CLA tape hoarder. I mean, I had boxes of tapes and I used to share them with the friends and throw them in yeah. the box seat. And I could, I couldn't match the, the, the cassette to the box anymore. So I gave up after all, but um, that was part of my growth. Chris, I want to, you know, thank you for, from the bottom of my heart for being there with all that philosophy, art and science over the well, years. We've been doing this for over 20 years. I still, yeah. uh, I still yeah. do the program with Patrick Gentempo. That's and so awesome. um, it's still available and it's so better awesome. than ever. Yeah. And, and, you know, for the doctors uh, who are listening to this tonight or in the replay or uh, on SoundCloud, you know, or in the library, you know, you, you have to be self-empowered with the, the knowledge of what we can do through chiropractic. There's no better source that you'll get than the Chiro on Purpose tape. So it's, it's definitely one of the best investments I've made over the years. And, you know, I continue to support Chris. Uh, and you know his his uh, his teachings as, as well at Sherman. So uh, if there's no other questions, I haven't seen a hand go up yet, Chris. Um, you have a few more slides you want to uh, share? Sure, we can do that. Um, good old Hans Selye. Hans Selye is the guy who adapted the engineering concept of stress to biological systems. And I had the honor of of spending some time with the guy. He spoke at Palmer back in the seventies. And uh, after his talk, he agreed to hang with some faculty people after. And he told me an amazing story that I think some of you might be able to identify with. He said, you know, I was in a class in differential diagnosis. And in that differential diagnosis class, the idea was that the professor would bring up a patient, he'd describe the history, um, tell you whatever lab and imaging findings were there, and the game was for the students to make a differential diagnosis. They were supposed to look at the subtle differences between this disease and that disease and assign the right label to the condition that the patient on the stage was presenting with. And Salier said, as I was watching this parade of sick people and I was listening to my colleagues look for these subtle differences between one disease and another, it dawned on me that they all had something in common. And I was starting to think about that when the professor called on me. And he said, Sally, what's wrong with this patient? And he said, almost reflexly, I said, well, doctor, he's sick. And everybody had a laugh at Sally's expense, but it got him on this path of looking at commonalities in people who were experiencing struggles rather than subtle differences. And he said, you know, stress is the nonspecific response of the body to any demand. And I love this quote. Every living being has a certain innate amount of adaptation energy or vitality. We're talking about Salier, MD, PhD, who wrote all the papers in the book about stress using terms like innate, adaptation energy, and vitality. Absolutely, because he was looking at commonalities rather than differences. And here's what he had to say, very similar to what we touched on earlier. He said, complete absence of stress is incompatible with life, since only the dead make no demand on the body or mind. And that the secret of health and happiness lies in successful adjustment to the ever-changing conditions on this globe. The penalties for failure in this great process of adaptation are disease and unhappiness. Use stress, distress. 
opportunity, or threat. Human beings can transmute distress into eustress by using the rational mind when the nervous system is working without interference. So the thought I'd like to leave everyone with today, looking at salutogenesis, creating health, adaptability, the scope of the human experience, and epigenetics, passing it on to future generations. The decisions you make and the actions you take today sculpt your future and that of humanity. That was so awesome, Chris. And I don't have any hands going up because I think most of the doctors in this call are probably sitting in awe right now. Um, one more time, Chris, I, I'd love to, um, you know, get behind you 110% and support your on purpose tapes. So I appreciate that. Oh, my, I, it, it helped form formulate my thinking um, and my philosophy over the years. You've been a big part of that. And I am who, who I am today, um, partly because of, of you and, and Pat and what you've helped um, teach me over the years. For them to get access to your on purpose tapes, your, your URL one more time. CairoOnPurpose.com. There it is, guys. So Chiron on Purpose, go visit it. Um, do you have any trial offers in there, Chris? Do you have any? any yeah, uh, we do. So, so go to the website and check it out for your clients. Uh, yes, we can make that happen. Fantastic. So We can dots. make it happen so they can try it for a dollar if they just oh, yeah. That's, that's what you should do and just let, let them get in there and get a taste yeah. of it. And it's like chiropractic cocaine. They'll have to come back. So we'll come up with a special offer for your clients. There you go. All right. So, hey, Chris, thanks for being on our Master Talk. I appreciate you having uh, you on this call tonight. And um, we're going to make sure that this goes out in the replay and on SoundCloud. So thanks once again, Chris, uh, for your knowledge and your share. And thanks for doing what you do. We appreciate you. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate everything you're doing. I'd love to have you subscribe, comment, like, and share this video with your friends. And don't forget to go to www.chiropractic-masters.com for more free practice building tools.